0: to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Brazil, and this is the show where I can talk about sports, I get to talk about business, and I get to talk about everything in between. Today, my illustrious guest, I have Phil Lamedico. He is the founder of Pro Hitter. Phil, how are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Just fine. It's a beautiful month. Now, it actually, it was kind of a crappy Monday here in New Jersey. It was just rainy and cold the whole time. You're down in Florida, right? I hope the weather's just a little bit nicer.
1: I'm about 15 minutes from Fort Lauderdale Airport.
0: Whew. Pretty jealous, Phil. Pretty jealous. I've been there once or twice. I do, I do enjoy it, especially this time of year. But Phil, we're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about baseball, my favorite sport, my favorite activity, my favorite thing on planet Earth. Actually, I, I got married this year, and that was this, my second favorite uh, day of the year. Before, um, after Steve Cohen buying the Mets, so uh, I'm pretty invested in this baseball thing a little bit. So very excited to get to talk about you and pro hitter and where the idea came from. But more importantly, the first question I have for everybody on the for the love of sports podcast is
1: why do you love sports so much i just do it's just the way it is it's like the first thing you get introduced to in childhood that's like beyond being in a crib
0: <laughs> did you get a, a baseball or maybe a toy bat in the crib or a basketball or something like that
1: that's what i mean i love See, it your father and your father loves sports and you try to stay close with your dad and you start to imitate the things he likes, which is baseball. Baseball number was nine. your first? Yeah, basketball, number two. Baseball, basketball, and golf.
0: Oh, just had a nice Masters, too, though. So I hope you enjoyed Sunday just sitting there on the couch because that's all I did. Uh, it was raining here, though, again, so it made my life a heck of a lot easier. So I, as I said, huge baseball fan. I, I live it. I breathe it. I'm a Mets fan, so I'm usually disappointed in just about every certain situation, which is, you know, it is what it is at this point. But I'm excited to talk to you a little bit. So I have the pro hitter here. I have it on my hand. You created this product, correct? Yes. So how do you even come up with something? Like, where does this idea take? Take me back. Take me back to that day, Phil. I want to know that story. I want to know what that day was
1: like, because
0: as we're going to get into a little bit later, this thing's uh, pretty popular, especially in the MLB right now.
1: Well, it was a methodical process. Actually, it started, for me, spring training with the A Dodgers, Waterbury, and they experimented with aluminum bats for the only time in professional baseball, minor league teams during spring training. And if you hit the ball off the handle of aluminum bat because it didn't break, the, the batting sting was more significant. Some people get an injury to the nerve at the base of the thumb, the phalangeal joint. And when that happens, it sort of makes it very difficult to hit a baseball anymore. So I started to have the injury spring training with the Dodgers. I wind up not getting signed, but the Dodgers helped get me a full full scholarship to the University of Miami for my junior and senior year. (laughs) They legalized the aluminum bat the NCAA, for 1974. So in fall of 73, we were practicing with aluminum bats. The injury took place after I had had a serious batting practice with a major league pitcher pitching to us, high-speed BP. And the injury was so bad, the nerve damage to the base of my thumb was so bad that I realized if I – didn't come up with something that could take that sting, the pain away, allow me to hit. I really was not going to be able to play baseball anymore. That's how serious the injury was. So I had the whole weekend. I stopped into the University of Miami football training room and I said, do you guys have any foam padding? Anything I could take here? And they showed me more foam padding than I even thought that they possibly could have. Took it home, started to draw patterns. In my mind, I actually saw the product. This is where you find out you have a gift to do something. I saw a manufactured version in my mind. So I tried to physically bring it out. And between Friday night and 3 in the morning on Sunday, I devised something that had two functions. I wanted to keep the bat in a certain position because I noticed that the injury was at the base of my thumb. That's not the way, the place where the bat was supposed to be. So it moved. When I hit the ball, it got pushed back. Keep the bat in the right position and try to protect the injury. Didn't know if it was gonna work, but when I gripped the handle of a bat that I had in my bedroom at the UM, I said, wow, that could be really cool if it takes the sting out. So I take BP Monday with the team First pitch, line drive, no pain. It's basically the whole story. That's and, awesome. And I said that uh, I wore it the whole season. We were number one in the country, by the way, that team, in the nation. And I batted 354 on that team. Uh, one of the top hitters. I batted cleanup often. And we had the second longest winning streak in history, college baseball. I think it was 26 games. And I said to myself, this is really cool. And I think I'm going to come back to this sometime in the future, refine it, and bring it to market. And that's exactly what I did. Well, why did you wait
0: so long? If it worked so well for you, why are we waiting so long?
1: Oh, that's a great question. When when you have, uh, it, there, they, it's often been said by a lot of successful entrepreneurs that even the greatest products, greatest concepts are very difficult to bring forward. So it's one thing to have this great idea. It's another thing to do something with it. So uh, I had so much going on with my career. Baseball ended and I went into show business. I was in a Broadway show for three years. I was in a, uh, original music groups that went very, very far. And so I had to deal with myself if if 30 years old i was not wealthy i was going to come back to this and the first thing i did is try to license the patent to all the major sporting good companies i got financial backing for a patent and by the way the product has gone through so many changes over the years
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like almost like the computer but the first original product was still a cool product and i went to every major sporting good company I had backing that was flying me around the country. They all said the pros will never use this. And they said if the pros don't use it, then the consumer's not going to use it. So nice idea, Phil, but no thanks. And so when I got through all of that reality that people could miss something like this, and by the way, didn't IBM miss out on the Apple computers? So it was the same type of thing. You think you're going right to the right. I'm sure when they went to IBM, they go, they're going to jump all over this thing. And they go, no, we don't get it. <laughs> so it's the same thing with, uh, with, with the original pro hitter. And I said, you know what? This is going to be easier than anything I've ever tried before. So I'm going to bring it to market myself. And I have wound up getting some financing. I created the manufacturing uh, tools involved, injection molding. And by 1986, I was a corporation and everybody says, you're never gonna get into a major chain store as a one product company. Well, the first year I was in business, I was in one. Second year I was in business, I was in two or three. And I was looking for financing. And I remember the people I went to look for, they said, look, you're never gonna be able to do anything with this. You won't be able to get into the chain stores or one product company. So I figured, okay, I got into two chain stores. I'm gonna go back to the same people. It's really funny. They said, we told you, you can't get into chain stores or one product company. I said, but I'm in two. They said, you don't understand. We told you, you can't. Just because you did it doesn't change anything. The rules are you can't get in. So we, the fact that you got it in there, you're just like completely off the beaten path. We can't even talk to you. So the whole thing that you learn as an entrepreneur, it's catch-22 all the way. There's no there's no moment <laughs> where it gets easy until you get to some point, median point, that ProHitter reached when it got really deep in major leagues, like maybe around 2008, Mm-hmm. About 60%. And from then, it just keeps trending on a 45 degree <clears throat> trajectory. And now, the same people that laughed at it they think it's, you know, it's an ingenious product. Which and a, which you know a, which what? A, it was, a, was always very cool.
0: And so, and so you, you, bring, you something bring something up. up. Um, um, you said, you said uh, oh, no, I got a, a echo. I can, hear, can myself. hear myself here. Let's, yeah, try, let's this. try this. Give me one second. So, okay, here we go. I'll meet you in a second. I promise. Um, I was always told by a, a good friend of mine, um, they're going to laugh at you before they end up applauding you, which it sounds like that is exactly happened with you, Phil and, and, and pro hitter. Uh, and I also just want to, um, reiterate, as you said, it is very ingrained in the MLB. And now I've had my eye, uh, appealed to the TV because I know that, 75% of pros use it uh, and the faster bat speed, more power, better average. And it puts your hands in the right position, which again was one of the things that you went and sought out to do with the pro hitter. I literally saw this on TV. We're recording this on Monday. I saw this on Sunday night baseball, like the most popular baseball program in America every single week. I saw a pro hitter clear as day, Alec Bohm. Struck out, flew out, threw his bat on the ground. The thing popped right up. I was like, I know what that is. And so before we get to how popular the product is now, I do want to get to that go-to-market strategy a little bit more. How did you get this in enough people's hands? Because it's, you know, this is the 80s, right? You're not really like, you know, sending direct messages. You're not even sending emails. I don't even think in the 80s to tell people to use the product. So how did you go about actually marketing this and getting this into consumers' hands And then eventually to the point where we are now, which again, 75% of professional
1: baseball players use it. Well, if the first key was to get as many major league baseball players to use it. So I went down to spring training with about three or four guys and sent them in different directions with a bunch of samples and go to the trainers because the trainers know the guys that are having the injury. So the first thing is to find the guys with the injuries because they don't need to be talked into it. When you're hurting, you're looking to resolve that. Getting people to understand how important it was to hitting consistency, to keep the bat in the proper position throughout the swing, uh, to facilitate the maximum technique and keep it pure, that was a big, big challenge, because you had to get past all the egos. And that's where me being, look, I didn't get to play in the major leagues. I did play spring training three times. Uh, I had a a fractured wrist that took me from being an incredible prospect to being a guy who was an incredible prospect. But there are a lot of guys like me, they get right to the top and then they get injured, and it's all over. So they don't get to, they don't get to be what they could have been. But you know, you were, you know, you were better than guys that wind up becoming major league stars. Matter of fact, there were guys that that I knew from college that used to basically kiss up to me, and they, they hit two eighty two, two ninety in the major leagues, and I just go, wow, I missed out on that. But that's life. You know, some people never get to be uh, in the position that I was. So you can't complain about the things that didn't happen. You just have to do the best you can. And here I am with Pro Hitter. But uh, when, when the grip technique factor started to uh, catch on, it's because I would go toe to toe with superstars. I'd get them alone, and I would tell them I was a great hitter. I batted 354 in the number one team in the country. I was always a star player. I said I got injured, and that's all she wrote. I said, I'm going to show you something, and just think about it. I said, here's the way you're supposed to grip the bat. Here's where I got injured. Somewhere between starting my swing and hitting the ball, I lost the grip. The bat gets pushed back in, further back when you hit it off the handle. I said, if you have something that's keeping your bat – grip pure throughout the swing, you're really going to be uh, in a better position. And it's it, it's game legal, by the way. it's There was a rule in Major League Baseball. I had an umpire before I did this anything with this product. I said, show me if this product is going to be legal or I don't want to waste my time here. And he said, let's see. And he goes right to the book. Early in the, in the baseball rule book, it's, it says uh, the bat. And you can add anything to your hand or to the bat from the knob 18 inches up. So he said, you're in. I said, what do you mean I'm in? He goes, this rule says you can add a pad. Just because you're manufacturing it doesn't change a thing. It's the pad. He says, you're okay. That's why nobody's ever stopped any of the players from using it, and when I, a couple of the ball players um, that started using it, they would be teased by the other players, mm-hmm. but Then, but then some famous guys that didn't get teased started using it, Bobby Gritch, Don Mattingly, Daryl Strawberry. I was told once by Rafael Palmero he started a conversation around the batting cage early in his career with Don Mattingly over the over the thumb piece because he couldn't think of another way to get a conversation with Don Mattingly, and he admired Don Mattingly. <laughs> that's that's awesome. awesome. And that's what and that's when he started using the product after Don Mattingly. So you that's you. You, you you wouldn't believe how many Major League Baseball players are actually fans of other Major League Baseball players.
0: I very much believe that. I think that is 100%. I mean, right, like most of these guys grew up watching them, right? Mike Trout's been in the league nine years, I think now. So all those guys that are coming up, they were like 12. Right? So it's awesome to see that happen. And so I guess with that, like... You, you you how how does this the pro hitter it's in my hand right now how does it help keep everything stable how does it increase power increase batting average how how do how does all that aspect of it work
1: well if you put it on your if you were, are you're right-handed or left-handed
0: left-handed right. left-handed
1: okay put it on your left thumb and the curved portion without the name pro hitter seats itself on the base of the web area between your index finger and your thumb. Okay, that's yes, perfect. Now, you don't want to lean the bat on the pad. You want you want to place the bat out towards your fingers, the, the last two digits of your fingers, and you just squeeze the bat handle, and that pro hitter takes up that whole area of the base of your thumb by about a, almost a half an inch, That's where you want the bat, through your swing, here, not back here. The difference between gripping the bat the way I just described and gripping the bat way down in your thumb is the difference between throwing a fastball and a changeup. What do I mean by that? In baseball, when you throw a fastball, all the mechanics are exactly the same as a changeup, except for where you place the ball in your hand. You place it out here in fastball, the snapping of your fingers – Gets all that leverage and physics working for you. Here, you lose maybe 30 miles an hour or more. And it's so deceptive, deceptive because everything else is the same. The motion is the same. The batter can't see that it's in your fingers or back here. So to grip the bat properly... Consistently, it's a difference between a fast swing or a slow swing. And when the Major League, as a group, really got behind pro hitter, I literally heard them say, I literally heard them say from time to time, this thing is so uncomfortable because it's forcing me to grip the bat in my fingers. Maybe I should get used to that. So that type of conversation and you also heard somebody say to another player, I hate wearing that thing, because you don't you don't hate wearing this thing. You hate gripping the bat properly. You've been cheating on the maximizing the proper bat position in your top hand. And this is letting you know <laughs> because you want to grip it in the wrong place. And this is like a school teacher making you sit up in your chair. Get up. <laughs> You're slouching. But once, once you get used to sitting in the right position or gripping the bat properly, you're really happy. You've made that adjustment because you notice that you're hitting the ball with, with a little bit more pop and a lot of line drive improvement. And that's why once it caught on, you're not going to be play without it. You are not going to play without it, knowing the other guy's got one on. It'd be the difference of wearing... Think about how much the running shoes, uh, baseball spikes, they became so well made and so light. The idea between the spikes that were used 30 years ago or 40 years ago and the fine baseball spikes of adidas and nike etc is night and day and that really i would love to know the difference in speed that made on people that were running and it's everything like this is the difference between a fly ball to the track and when it goes in the seats maybe only three feet would you want to cheat yourself out of those (laughs) three feet
0: not only those three feet do you want to cheat yourself out of the money Right. Like these guys, there's so much money on the line. Now, if there's one thing you can do to increase like one hit a week, right? You know, 20 hits over a season. That's percentage
1: points. That's, that's what money. I mean, That's what I meant. The, 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 the having a success of a home run as to a ball that gets left on the warning track. One gets you a lot of money. One yeah, doesn't. That's true. <laughs>
0: that is absolutely true and and Phil, you said something earlier uh, when discussing the pro header that it's gone through many different iterations it's evolved over time as all great products do so I guess I mean you kind of described that first one where you uh, you know up till three in the morning figuring out what it was going to look like what were some of these iterations along the way and and how do you keep improving upon this like what are what are, what are the things that you're doing to just okay can we make it lighter can we make it faster stronger all those things what are you looking at?
1: Well, I I would change the shape slightly so that the, the angles would allow even more facilitation of the grip technique to maximize the technique. Also, by changing the shape of the pad, I found the most vulnerable area to bone bruise was the area closest to the basis of the thumb. So I made that thickest point of the curve. By changing the curve, it changed the way the bat was positioned in your fingers. And I changed the resin many times, custom compound. Even a year ago, I added an ingredient to make the resin do something additional. Whenever I made a change, it was based on all the feedback I got from the pros. It wasn't like I just went into the laboratory mm-hmm. and started fooling with things. I got a lot of feedback. Some people don't listen to feedback, I do. I do. And, you have to, right? And you want your consumers to be happy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And when, when I, it, re- it was around 2008 where I, the changes that I made in both the shape of the product and the resin, I felt like it really elevated the product to another level and 2008 forward it's been a whole different uh it's been a whole different appreciation of the product and it's so cool when you go through the trenches and the horrific pain that you do as an entrepreneur would they beat the daylights you for years before they show you any respect i remember being at a trade show And I had some pictures of star players wearing the product, and they were all in-game pictures, too. And it was a trade show in California, and this junior college coach, a baseball coach, he came over and he just ripped me. He was so rude and nasty and emotional. And I'm a pretty polite guy, and I took it. I just didn't say a word. I said, there's no, there's no reasoning with this guy. And then a very famous ball player, and I don't want to be a name dropper. You can. But, it's fine. No, I, I, I don't want to do it, but, but I, I won't do it. But he was, at that time, the marquee player of the game, and he wore this product. And he walked over in his civilian clothes. He happened to be at the show, and he was coming over to say hello to me. He said, I do wear this product. <laughs> it's great. He's telling the coach, and the coach doesn't recognize him without his Yankee uniform on And he said, this is so great. And he's showing. And first the coach is looking to argue with him. And then he starts to realize who it is. (laughs) And then it's like the guy's like completely he can't say a word. He's Mm -hmm. in shock. And the next thing you know, he's treating me with some respect. I didn't go to another coach's show ever again myself after that. I said "Uh, this time it worked out okay, but I can't take this kind of abuse on a regular basis so I basically stayed out of sight just kept working it from 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 the trenches without anybody seeing me because it really was you just got so much abuse you do something different in a traditional game you're gonna get beat up on a regular basis and -hmm. it's no fun
0: In a game like baseball, too, there's still, I mean, again, baseball is my favorite sport, but I will be the first person to tell you that they're stuck in, like, 1955 with all this shit, and it's just so frustrating as a fan. It's just like, okay, we get it. Like, this is the way things used to be, but... It's 2021. Like, we got to update some of these things. We have to move forward. And I think baseball is one of the worst sports at doing that. And and so I'm curious, right? So you, you get all these MLB guys to use. And I'm sure you got guys in the minor leagues using it because they're hitting coaches and, you know, it trickles down. But there are only so many guys that are in the major leagues, right? There's only so many guys in the minor leagues. You didn't start a business to donate product to
1: everybody. Well, so- it's, very, it's very simple. You, you can't have a successful Baseball product, unless the major league guys use it. And everybody in minor league baseball has copied the major league guys. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Guys come into the major leagues and they're already pro hitter guys. And the consumer market um, is starting to wake up to it. If they're not wearing it, it's really sad. Because if you, as a major league baseball player, feel, hey, I need this. This is a rudiment to the game for me. Mm-hmm. But somebody who's playing on a high school team, or junior high, they're not wearing it. They don't think they need it. Well, I think you're missing out because mm-hmm. it's just it's like saying I'll wear the heavy old fashioned baseball spikes instead of a, 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 one that wears 90 percent lighter. I mean, I'll never forget when when they came out with the Adidas baseball spikes that we wore uh, at University of Miami. They they were they were like the most fantastic shoe I ever put on. They were so light. They were very sturdy. I just felt like it made me run like 15% uh, faster. And I was fast, by the way. I I was a very fast runner. Matter of fact, I always loved this. One day, I was walking by the University of Miami football uh, f- practice field on the way to to, uh, to the baseball field and one of the deans who was sort of like an assistant coach, to the football varsity, my nickname was Lomo. And he says, Hey Lomo, get over here. And I said, what? It was Sunday morning. I really wasn't in a very social mood yet. I probably was out very late and now I'm at early morning practice. And he goes, you look pretty fast running to first base, but there's nobody running against you. I want you to run against these two halfbacks. And I said, I'm really not in the right mode to be running. And I'm not stretching nothing. Listen to me, you're going to run right now, or you're going to be in trouble with me this week. I heard you cut classes. I got you on the list anyway. (laughs) So I ran against two halfbacks that were absolutely thoroughbred racehorses. And I said, this is not going to go well. I stretched a little bit so I didn't blow up my hamstring. And he said, off. And we ran to a photo finish. And I turned around, and I I thought maybe I even won. I said, who won? Too close to call. Let's do it again. I said, that's it. I had one running (laughs) me. I lost as far as I'm concerned. Have a nice day. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I love that. I loved it. I ran with those guys, and for all I know, I might have won.
0: For the for this interview's sake, I'll, uh, I'll I'll call the photo finish to you, Phil. Thank that, you. So. Thank you. <laughs> but no, sincerely, this is this has been absolutely fantastic. Pro hitter, I have the package right here. You guys were very kind and sent me one. I have one that I'm playing with here, so I really do appreciate it. Um, so as you said, like the, the consumer market is finally starting to wake up to this. We see it on TV all the time. I've already said, you know, I saw it literally on Sunday night baseball last night. So how are you starting to get this out to the consumer? And giving them the understanding that, hey, all of the major league players are using this. It's not very expensive. It's something that, you know, one of these, it feels like this is a very sturdy product. This isn't you buy one a year. I feel like this is going to last you a couple of years easy. So how are you trying to get in front of those AAU kids, that high school crew, that college market? Because, again, this is something for a high school kid. This could be those couple percentage points that gets them the opportunity to get a scholarship or, or be able to play in college. How are you trying to get in front of them?
1: Well, first of all, I want to say you really are an amazing person because you Thanks. put a lot of great ideas together. Most people don't do that. And I'm just like listening to this. I go, wow, most people wouldn't get 1% of what you just put together. Here's the thing. Uh, it's in major chain stores like Dick's Sporting Goods, And if you're a baseball player and you're trying to go somewhere, with, if you love the game and you're trying to go as far as you can go from from 10 years of age to 15 years of age to high school, you know that the who's who of Major League Baseball are wearing this product because you watch the games and you see it on their hands. And I have so much respect for them all that I don't drop anybody's names anymore. But I can say the who's who that are using the product, no, so. I'm very proud of the fact that they respect the product so much. So if you watching them, can here, you- just give me, me a couple I'm, names. Just give me
0: a couple names. I'm just looking for a couple. Baseball is my favorite sport. Who on the Mets is using it? Just let me just want, like two
1: people. I can't do that because <sighs> it's like, I feel if I if I name anybody's name, then then um, I sort of like promoting. Oh, what if
0: what if I asked like does Pete Alonso should I look use, at should I look at Pete Alonso's hands more often?
1: He doesn't use it, Pete's, but uh, I'll just tell you a couple of names, just a couple of names. Uh, Aaron Judge wears it all the time. He wore it through the minor leagues. Love it. Bryce Harper all the time. I saw that on him last uh, night. Yep. Charlie Blackman uh,
0: on the Colorado. Chuck Nasty. Let's go. Justin Turner. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Okay. Old Met. Old, old friend.
1: Mookie uh, Betts. MVP. Two ta- let's, let's just tell you that virtually every position player, but maybe two on the Dodgers and the
0: Dodgers are really good at hitting the baseball.
1: It just, it, but getting back to your question as far as <laughs> getting it, I believe that all the consumers are watching the major league guys. They see it on their hands. It has some really good distribution, like big five Models, Dick sporting goods. Obviously you punch in pro hitter online. There's a million places to buy it. East Bay. Baseball savings. So it's up to a person if they want to elevate their game and be on par with Major League Baseball players. They use this. And you said something also about the durability. I got criticized for making this product so it lasts about a year to two years. (laughs) They said, you're a lousy businessman. You're not going to make any money if it lasts that long. And I said, it's a little piece of plastic. If it doesn't last a long time, somebody's going to be angry at me. If it lasts a long time, they can't be. And But it does get dirty and funky. And if you get a couple of bad days where you struck out a couple of times, maybe from superstition you want to buy another one, it's not so expensive. I used to hear stories that some major league guys, maybe you've heard this also, they strike out and they go in the locker room and they change your entire uniform, everything. Mm-hmm including their batting gloves. And I'll see a guy up with a red pro hitter. At one of that. And he's got a white one the next time. And I said, well, I know it didn't wear out, but that's awesome. He a hit. And so he had to get one on that. Uh, and then if he gets some hits with one, he might sew it together. If it breaks it could be <laughs> for a year. And then, it, and that's a matter of fact, what happened? I the guy showed me, he sewed it together the ring. So, but as far as us, Doing interviews like this uh, is helpful, just getting the truth out. It's just been a, such an amazing thing to get on the playing field, so to speak, with a product like this. I guarantee you, only if you do it in life do you understand how the big dogs don't want you on the field with them. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible. They have tremendous power. It's... Um, If somebody, almost every company that starts from nothing and makes it really big, they ask you, what would you do different if you could do it all over again? You go, I wouldn't do it all over again. (laughs) Because what I know now, I had no chance of making it. But I was too stupid to realize there was no chance to make it. So I kept Mm -hmm. going forward. One of the times I thought of uh, giving up, some bad things happen along the way that had nothing to do with me making poor decisions. Things like companies going into chapter 11 that owe you a lot of money and you don't know that's going to happen and all of a sudden it happens and they owe you a lot of money and now you're in financial trouble. So I remember I felt like this is like being out in the middle of the river. You thought you could make it to the other side, you started swimming, and then you were halfway in the middle of the river and you turned around. And you said, you know, I'm going to go back.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: is too far. And you look back and you realize it's the same distance to go back as it is to finish. So you keep swimming forward. Doesn't mean you're going to make it, but mm-hmm. you're not going to go back. You have no you have no option to go back. You can't stop because you're going to drown. <laughs> Just one pedal in front. Of, and then all of a sudden in the success stories, all of a sudden, for no reason at all, everything just changes and it becomes really cool. And I'm very lucky for uh, that it made it this far. Probably the most important thing of, of all that allowed me to get this far were people along the way that would say something really positive when you really <laughs> didn't have the courage to go on one more game.
0: I love it. I love it. Phil, this has been absolutely fantastic getting to learn about you, your story, obviously pro hitter one more time. Make sure to go buy it. You got a kid playing baseball. If you're playing baseball, I'm going to use it in my beer league softball games now.
1: Why you gotta, not? Got to understand it's not the product that might feel weird. It's you gripping exactly. the bat in a way that you never did before. There and that's time. But once you get over that, And all of a sudden you like the way it feels in your hand, that's when you're in a great position. And by the way, the reason pro hitters only gained popularity is because once you get to like it, it's more addictive than any addictive product in the face of the earth, except for it's a good addiction.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably a couple others, but I'll take your word for that one, Phil. You're the guy that does the market research, not me, but I sincerely do appreciate it. One more time, where can everybody find the product? Give us all the list again, so make it easy for okay. everybody.
1: I think that big sporting goods nationally, brick and mortar, and online. Big five sporting goods on the West Coast, Model sporting goods, shields. D-Bat is a fabulous batting facility all over the United States, and they all carry pro hitter. Um, Baseball Savings, a wonderful online, East Bay. So, and I would suggest going to putting Google searches for ProHitter and also going to ProHitter.com, obviously. You can write an email to feedback at ProHitter.com or wholesale, and we'll be able to give you some information you need. But this was really great because uh, all of the questions were like, connected to each other in a great way. And they're unique that you don't get them (laughs) normally from one person, so many of them, so thank you.
0: No, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. This is my favorite thing I get to do. I do this for fun, uh, and I appreciate Ross for putting us together. He's been incredible, so I want to say thank you, Ross, as well. But thank you, Phil. I sincerely do appreciate you coming on. Again, baseball is my favorite thing. I would have had this conversation with you either way. I think it's cool you get a little something out of it, though. So appreciate your time today, Phil. One more time, ProHitter.com. Go check it out, everybody.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure is all
0: mine. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy. Yeah!